Um, what will I do with that? I, I really don't know. This should be where I'm drafting Britney Spears Toxic, but someone <laughs> already drafted it. Um, damn. Okay. Then that means I can... I don't have to go with that yet. I'm going to go... I Okay, Michael brought up earlier that we all should be in, in jail right now for not drafting back that ass up in the 1990s draft. So I have to make up for it for the 2000s draft. As a Louisiana resident, I must draft the four, one of the forefathers of the Louisiana rap movement, the greatest rapper alive, Lil Wayne. I gotta go a Millie. <laughs> it was everywhere. It was a bop. It was a banger. This really did kind of this along with like Lollipop really just it's it pushed Lil Wayne into the mainstream and then he just dominated for a couple more years before he everyone just got sick of him. But before then, he was just his lyrics were so creative, his beats were so fun, and Amelie was just like he was just on a like he was throwing a hundred miles per hour the entire song. Like I think he did that all in one breath. I I I would put money on it. Just I love Lil Wayne. Like that whole era, my like in my high school, he was just it, especially for like where I grew up, North Louisiana. Like that was you had Wayne, you had Boosie, you had Webby and all them. And yeah, I just I had to I had to represent it properly. Uh there was a couple different songs you could go with, you know. I, I'm really partial to his, you know, no ceilings mixtape. Love that whole thing. But I think if to represent for Lil Wayne, I think I had to go a Millie. I, I think it's it's definitely still his style, but still really mainstream. I couldn't go lollipop. That was just I enjoy it, but no, a Millie is where it's at. So that that had to be my pick. Uh Amber, are you a fan? Yeah, this one was this was it's well it's kind of like what we were what we were just talking about. Like this song wasn't one that I I <laughs> you know me and my me and my tiny high school in in northern Ontario like in the middle of nowhere not so much big into the the southern rap uh influences um but could not having like vivid like high school flashbacks right now like sweating a little bit this song was definitely played like having like a very specific memory of like it, like the basement at my friend Daphne's house like people would come over and this is like the song that you would put on like <laughs> Daphne, if you're single, <laughs> Amber's friend Daphne from Ontario. If you're single, Griffin25 on Skype. Shoot and shot. That's she's on, she's on Facebook. We can, we, can, we can chat later. We can... <laughs> Make connections. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is, a, this is a fun pick for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Anna, do you like Emily? Yes, this is a fantastic pick, and I think this is the Lil Wayne song to pick, and I, I love it. He can spit it, and it's fantastic. And I don't like y'all said it's so great. I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> I love it. Kyle, do you like Lil Wayne? I do. Uh, rep that LA pride, my boy. That's that's all I say. Uh, uh -oh. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's a great song. 
Uh, I don't listen to a ton of Lil Wayne, but Amelia has just always been a thing. Like it's always been a song that I've known. So this is this is great. I wish I could go back to that. Like I remember when this dropped, and everyone was just like, "Wow!" The the music video, just him walking. He's just walking, you know, just following him. Just like, I think he like starts from his uh trailer music trailer. He's just walking, just following him walking, just singing the song, rapping, just nothing more to that, you know, Michael. Is this your favorite Little Wayne song? Do you have others that you would have drafted? <laughs> you know what was about to happen when you hear that sound. It was, it was about to happen. You're the person that could have picked something from No Ceilings. And so I'm kind of disappointed with you that you didn't. Even I, though... I even though, like we listen, every single one of us has. I'm I'm talking going back to, like to Jesus walks to to like Empire State of Mind to like to, to like the Cosmic Love Fallout Boy. We're not picking like our the absolute apex of each of these artists. But you're right, Amelie is the right song to represent. Everybody that knows doesn't need to go on this journey, but anybody that doesn't go on this journey with me, like Lil Wayne was on Back That Ass Up yep. as like a 15-year-old kid. He and he legitimately, and again, like you can go back and you can look at the oral histories. He his he had a song called Bling Bling. Maybe Maybe E40 is the only person who's like invented the slang that's still being used on TikTok, right? The mixtape run that he went on, right? Mixtapes, not these are not albums that are not released, they were not on his album contract, he was not getting money for them. But the Little Wayne mixtape run of the 2000s is some Shakespeare shit, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it all culminated with the Carter Three, the album with him, with the baby, with a teardrop tattoo. It had Miss Officer, it had a Millie, it had Lollipop, it had Mr. Carter, and Mr. Carter. It had Let the Beat Build by my hands, right? Like the last time, like anybody had any room for Robin Thicke, right? It. This is. <laughs> This is the right song. You know what? The thing that I, the thing that that I hate about you is that you didn't you didn't stand with your full chest out and you didn't say a no ceiling song, but you didn't pick lollipop. Thank you. I couldn't Lolli do lollipop. Lollipop is the one that everybody else would have picked, and if you're from Louisiana, you knew hearing you Lil Wayne spit. Okay, you're a goon, but what's a goon to a goblin? Right? Like that's the right pick. For mm -hmm. someone who's from Louisiana, and I applaud you for it, and I look askance at you for it because you could have picked something. You could have picked Swag Surf. I'm not looking at the lyrics <laughs> right now. That's on this Bugatti. That's on this Bugatti. I'm just. I'm, anyway, I'm sorry. All right. Anyway. That is the one. I knew you were gonna. Uh, that's why you. Oh man, I love you. That, that's the one. Deserve. <laughs> man, I, I I don't regret it, but. Yes, everyone the, go listen to right kind of regrets it. Just it's the, all of it's no the right pick. It's the right pick. Well, but all yeah, of no I was I was like like I was on Bourbon Street when the Saints won the Super Bowl. I was stationed in New Orleans in the oh. Coast Guard from 2007 to 2010. What? Okay. I was oh there God. for I was there oh. for all it is. So 
Yes. That's amazing. I was wow. getting I had to answer every Popeye's order with your me. So like I remember <laughs> I remember this time period very, very vividly. Yes. Oh, oh man. That's great. I could I could talk about little Wayne way too long. Uh I could have a little Wayne draft. Like I'd love it. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's move on. Let's not last on that. We are moving back to Anna for her fourth pick. What you got for us? Okay, I'm gonna keep us in the hip hop genre. Um, but I don't know if any of the rest of you will pick this artist. So I'm going to represent and I have to, because Talib Kweli was just like some of my gateway hip hop. I was, I lived in Ethiopia for five years and my, one of my first friends that I met there, um, I don't know what conversation we had, but she's like, you're too white. Here's Talib Kweli. Um, and I've just been in love ever since. I love conscious hip hop. I love hip hop that like has social justice themes to it. I love that this music like helped me understand other perspectives outside of my own. Like I love Talib Kweli. Um, and I think he was just one of the most like him and most deaf like just had this whole thing all through the 2000s that I loved it and so my song is I Try also mm. featuring Mary J. Blythe from the Beautiful Struggle 2004 album right. <laughs> yes oh this is it. a good one Amber thoughts sorry yeah I was on mute because uh, my dog was <laughs> climbing all over i was bribing her with treats but uh <laughs> i was taking a little snuggle break with the pup um this is a really good pick when when anna first started talking i was like oh man i might have to do like a quick google because i only know like a couple of these songs and then as soon as she mentioned mary i was like okay i'm good <laughs> <laughs> this is the one i know so <laughs> Yeah, great, great call. I like how we're sort of, we're, we're now getting into the stage of, of the pod where we've sort of moved past like the big sort of tentpole genres and we're now sort of starting to break things down into the the more more specific sort of like nooks and crannies of, of the different types of, of music that was coming around at that time. So that's pretty cool. Yes, Michael, do you like the song? Michael had to step away, but he's back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, if you were going to put together like a, like a list of songs to like get me to slide into your DMs, <laughs> this is one of them. Again, and you know what? This is what I love about this is we're kind of transitioning into this period, right? Like this is, this is everybody's fourth pick, right? So the first three picks were all like, this isn't my favorite of these songs. But this is the right one. This is not the right Talib Kweli song. The right Talib Kweli song is probably Get By or the Get By remix with Jay-Z, right? That was on the this, list, but that's not my favorite. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I was like, this is this is the part of the podcast that I love where we're transitioning from like the ones that are going to get us votes to the ones that are like, this is the one that represents me. This is such a good song. You get Mary J at this point, right? So like at this point, like if you were going through like your board, you've got Mary J Blige on your board. And and The Beautiful Struggle was an album that did not do well, right? 
after like again like the, I'm the dude that was listening to Common and Talib Kweli and the Roots and Most Def, and I, I learned about Kanye through these dudes. Right, this is the guys that used to like help him write his rhymes. This album did not do well, and it still has an absolute banger of a Mary J. Blige song just hanging out, waiting to get used. Uh, she could have done this at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, she could have done this at the Super Bowl. And so I have so much like love and respect for you picking your Talib Kweli and Mary J. Blige song. I love this. Same, same. Kyle, are you a fan? I am. I'm a, I have a bigger question, though. We have any Black Star fans? Mm-hmm. I'm going to okay, yes. fight you in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to read the room. Uh, yeah. Great, great song. Michael doesn't know what he's talking about. This was the correct song to pick from Talib. Uh, yeah, this is great. I love it. Same, same. This is a great song. It's one I'd like completely like forgotten about. Also, you know, there's just there's so much music. There's only so much you can remember. And like once you lose so many iPods and made so many playlists and you're like, I you can't remember everything you need to to put on your playlist. It's just ones that fall through the cracks. And this is one, as soon as I put it back, put it on, I was like, oh, this song, I love this song. And it just brings me right back. I, I immediately put it on on my light playlist. It's so good. I mean, Mary J. Blige is just phenomenal. I hope we maybe talk more about her, hopefully, before the draft is over. I'm really glad we got to leave him there because he's he's just so underrated. I really wish like he could have gotten even more more success going forward because he deserved it. He's really really talented. Um, great pick. And like and like Michael said, we are definitely hitting the the stretch where we are diving a little bit deeper. We're not just hitting those super huge hits, even though there's so many out there. We don't want to just pick the super boring, predictable stuff. That's no fun. So great great pick. Um, all right, then let's let's keep on moving the track along. We are going to Amber for her fourth pick. What you got? Well, I don't know if you guys, if uh, folks have noticed, but I am putting together, uh, this is not a coincidence. This is on purpose. I am putting together an all ladies powerhouse board. Oh yeah. This has always been part of the plan. Uh, And so now that we're on the fourth pick, I am going for, let's call her, I think we could maybe call her the, the fairy godmother of uh, a lot of these, these ladies and this music that, that we've talked about so far. I'm talking, of course, about Madonna, who mm-hmm. has been around, <laughs> was around long, long before uh, this particular decade, and I'm sure will be around long, long after. Uh, and the Madonna song that I am choosing is Hung Up, which is Ooh. the track in which this if we're talking about uh, a music video draft, this video would probably make the list as well. This is the one where she's in like the 80s workout video, like the hot pink leotard and that's like cut to here and she looks fantastic. And she actually keeps those the 80s vibes going, hung up actually samples uh, an ABBA song, which is super Hell yeah, fun. yeah, it does. Yeah, it samples Kyle Jimmy Jimmy Jimmy. It's yes, simple, it does. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to uh, had to give some give some props to Madonna, and then the added bonus of pulling in uh, my love for 
spandex and glitter and sequins and and ava and all of that fun stuff so i love it uh everyone at home if you're playing that's another mark off the bingo board <laughs> for the ABBA mention. <laughs> um, Anna, are are you a fan? Um, I to be honest, like I'm, my Madonna days were in the '80s and '90s, and like I was aware of her 2000 stuff, but I have not spent much time with it. But I'm sure. As I have loved all of her other things, I would also love this, but I can't say that I've spent a lot of time with it. Gotcha. Michael, are you hung up on hung up? Kind of, kind of the same. Like I, I have a distinct memory of Ray of Light, and I don't, I, I don't remember this song off the top of my head, and I feel like as soon as I hear it, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, exactly it. And, mm-hmm. and again, like you're taking, like, I kind of got the vibe, Amber, of what you're building and I have so much respect for it. Cause I kind of have like a little, like a little, you know, inverted pyramid of what I'm building as well um, from some of this stuff. But yeah, like you don't get Rihanna. You don't get Amy without Madonna, without someone who went out on the limb and made like sexuality and independence and musical fervor, right. Things that, that you could do, you you know what I'm saying? I I, I love, and, I, and like now I'm kind of like scared for the rest of your work because like there's still some Mary J. Blige songs on the table. There, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Beyonce, but there's some songs <laughs> ever heard of her as right? well. Ever heard of her? So yeah, like the, you're 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 definitely building a very very strong board. And this is uh, even though I'm not immediately familiar with the song, I'm sure as soon as I like put myself on mute and go listen to this on like my phone it's gonna be like oh that's exactly it yeah it's like like time goes so this is my madonna personally like from i'd say from ray of light to hung up was just like really the madonna i was introduced to because like that's really when i became you know aware of of music and, and picking my own music um like you had beautiful stranger light ray of light and hung mm-hmm. up was uh what year was this was this 2004 2005 and i think this is probably her most dancey like definitely her most electronic feeling song and it's 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 good the fact like the madonna had hits ranging from the 80s to to 05 and they're all so different is so impressive she just can make a hit she just and that's i was i was going to say it but i didn't want to bring her up in case someone drafted her but i mean i really hope britney spears has a madonna like run in her these later years like like madonna did because i i did mm-hmm. definitely i compare the two a lot just because i think they could have a similar kind of vibe for their later careers and all that i, I love this song this is a really fun like 2000 song I dig it. Uh, any other thoughts on Madonna's Hung Up? Fun fact, it is the only the second song um, to get permission from Benny and Bjorn uh, to sample from one of their tracks. The first was Rumble in the Jungle by the Fugees. I think that was the name of the game uh, that they sampled. But this was only the second one that they gave permission for, which is wild. Oh, wow. Makes sense that it would be the fucking the, the Fugees and Madonna. Um, but yeah, iconic song. And she looks incredible. 
for real for real so glad all right that is uh amber's fourth pick and that means we're going to move along to michael's gave us kanye Brittany, missy elliott let's keep it going what you got for us so i kind of plotted out my top six and i'm weirdly kind of i'm weirdly getting them and i'm really really worried for five and six now so i'm like reverse jinxing myself um this is an artist that's already been mentioned on this pod um different album the one that they got mentioned uh for them no actually it's the same album now that i think about it um extremely important and for kind of what i went through again as someone who was um you know officially in the military in 2002 2003 um, hearing this song come over the loudspeakers in the barracks meant a whole hell of a lot to me. And now recontextualized, it means everything. And I'm going without cast bombs over Baghdad. Mm. Um, this is a song that in 2002, 2003, absolutely was banger so if you were in the military and you were ready to go to iraq and do and do whatever the fuck it was that happened right you were ready to go they weren't playing some hard rock anthem right i mean it was such a such a cultural shift and then as kind of like you know the reality of the situation and and being embroiled in a war in the middle east um you know meant a whole bunch of different things to a whole bunch of different people you know, get back home, things are wrong, but not really. It was bad all along. Um, this might be, like, the fastest, one of the fastest, like, songs ever to be, like, viably played on the radio. It's 154 beats per minute. I mean, you, you can't you can't think that fast, right? Um, it's a mashup of country and rock and funk and soul. It's everything Outkast was doing, and it was the third song after Miss Jackson and So Fresh and So Clean. Clean. Um, but to me, this is the song that means so much. It's resonated kind of across across twenty damn years mm-hmm. of what the hell are we doing? where we're doing it and why are we doing it i this is one that this was my number one most important song of the decade and i figure i could wait until fourth because of course i've cast had so many more (laughs) songs that were so popular and so fun but if you're gonna pick a moment from the 94 source awards right from southern playlist to cadillac music on until andre talking about you know, the core words of the genre, one of which is hip. And if you're too old and you're not connected to the culture, it's why he retired, because he didn't feel like he was really in the pocket anymore. And we lost one of the top 10 best hip hop artists because he was like, you know what? I'm going to seed the floor for people who are more connected. This is the song. 2001 off Stankonia and they never knew how relevant it would stay. Mm-hmm. I got I got to go with BOB. 
Kyle, yeah. your thoughts? Do you like Bob? Oh yeah. I mean, um, I I've got a lot of family in the military too. Like my dad, my dad. I've heard stories about this exact thing you're talking about. Obviously, different perspective. If you've ever, you haven't. But if anyone has ever met my dad, you know it's a very different <laughs> perspective on it. But um, hearing that kind of like. I don't even know if the word is like rallying because it's really not, but it, it, that idea of that being the defining thing, you know, and that, and that time, um, it's a lot, but it is, you also, there's like so many layers to this pick, Michael. And that's why I like that you picked it is like, there's a layer of like, you could have picked again. We mentioned this like five out, outcast songs and we all would have been like, yep, you picked the right one. Uh, but the idea that like, one, it's a fucking banger, and it's it's a great song. And then you have the idea that it is, unfortunately, the unfortunate truth is that it is the most relevant of their of their songs, you know, um, which is a shitty place to be in, but it means that we get to talk about it, you know, we get to talk about why it's such a great song. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've I've just I've heard so much about it being that kind of that that song when you're sitting there in the barracks and you hear it, it's that thing, and it's like that unspoken. You look at another guy across the room and it's like, yep, you don't have to say anything. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I love this pick. I love this pick. Anna, are you, are you a fan of B.O.B.? I'm a huge fan of this song and I can't even believe I forgot to put it on my spreadsheet because I am in love with this song. And, and to echo just a little bit of what Michael was saying, like, to be grown in this time, like I'm old. Okay. Just accept that I'm older than all y'all. So like to be grown in this time and to be out protesting the war and like knowing what all of that, the nuances of what that was about and how we were being lied to and all that, like music like this was so cathartic and important. And um, like this was in a just, an incredible pick, like an incredible song and it captured so much of like the frustration of the day. Um, even the, even the bright eyes song, like go to the total other end of the spectrum, the bright eyes song that I picked earlier, like references, like it has some references to the Iraq war as in kind of political commentary on all that. But like yeah. bombs over Baghdad was just like, yeah, fuck this. We're talking about it. And it was so good. And he, and yeah, he just spit it so fast and it was just so incredible. And yeah, I love this song. Amber, are you a fan of B.O.B.? Bombs Over Baghdad? I am. I'm just, what I'm really a fan of, what I'm finding is one of sort of the through lines of, of this pod and everybody's picks is that we're finding these songs that are helping us to articulate these like really big, really complicated feelings like the things that are hard to say out loud like whether it's like when we were talking with the earlier picks like with Florence and then with this one it's sort of that stuff that it's it's if it's harder to talk about just the fact that it exists in musical form is so so important I think and it's like it's all of those things all at the same time right like it's, it's it makes you it makes you feel really strong emotions. It makes you angry. It makes you sad, but it's also comforting at the same time because it's like you hear it and you recognize it and you're like, oh, that, that's what I'm feeling. That's what it mm -hmm. sounds like. So I'm really, really glad that we're getting the chance to sort of highlight that throughout people's picks. 
Yes, I'm, I'm very glad another Outcast song got picked. I'm very glad it's this one. Um, I said Miss Jackson was my introduction to them, and then pretty pretty quickly after, I like I saw Bombs Over Baghdad music video, and I was just like blown away. Like just, it's so frantic. It's so high energy, and like like Michael said, it, it has to be the fastest song ever played on like mainstream radio. It's <laughs> how many beats per minute did you say? 154. God, Jesus. That's, as that's someone fast. who's as someone who's made music before, like it's like you <laughs> you can't like you, you can't do that. You, <laughs> no. And this was like the third single off of their fifth album, fourth album, yeah. right? Like was, yeah. they were just like, no, 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 we're just gonna make this like uh, this is like a, this is legitimately like, it's like like barbarian like trips his rage and goes into a frenzy. This is insane. And it was the rallying cry for entering Iraq, and it was the the rallying cry for protesting entering Iraq. Like, it was both, you know. Like, it was every. This is the alpha and the omega of what the what the fuck we did in this entire deck in this entire millennium. I, I'm so glad you got that on there. Um, very worthy of a draft pick. I'm so excited to listen to this this playlist that we're putting together. <laughs> A Millie, I try hung up bombs over back. Yeah, like <laughs> there's some. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dig it. I dig it. All right, so that's another outcast pick, and that means we're going to move along to Kyle's fourth round pick. And before we do, we're going to take a quick break. And we're all just outcast here on this podcast as we're drafting songs of the 2000s. We're back to Kyle for his fourth pick. What you got? Oh, man. Um, okay. I am going to go with... Uh, we've been kind of talking about a lot of female powerhouses. Not in the same vein as a lot of female powerhouses that have been picked, but um, I mentioned this artist in our 2020s draft. Um, she's an artist I've come to pretty recently, and it's it's like been such a quick turnaround of like, okay, I... I'm vibing with this too. Oh, this is like a defining artist for me now. Uh, so I'm going to pick the story by Brandy Carlisle. Um, I yes. fucking love Brandy. I love everything she's about, everything she represents. I love that she just has all these cool connections to like, you know, Vetter and, and like maybe the new front person for Soundgarden. Like she's just like so cool. And I want to meet her and hang out with her. Um, but I think that she, and this is a trend with like a lot of the stuff I pick for the stewards of sound, but I think that what I really love about her music is that it's just so authentic and real. Um, the story, when you read the lyrics on the page as opposed, or on paper, as opposed to hearing the song, sounds like a really cheesy uh, song. You know, like you read the lyrics and it's like, I don't know if this is something I'd be into. And you hear it and it's an entirely different experience because it's Brandy singing it. Like she just is so passionate about it and is so, God, she just is so sincere. Um, you know, I mentioned on the 2020s draft when I picked her song right on time. She also has um, two backup vocalists who are twin brothers who I always forget the term. I, every time we record this podcast, I forget the goddamn term, but there is this harmony for like twins that is just this special harmony 
that you only have when you have an identical twin or, you know, you have a twin sibling. Um, and that shows up quite a bit in her music with these two vocalists. And it's the coolest thing you will ever hear. And it comes in really strong towards the end of this song. And it sounds incredible. Um, yeah, but the story is just, I don't know, it's one of those songs that because of the way Brandy sings it, it goes from being this very generic 2000s, you know, love song to like this beautiful, powerful declaration of love. Um, and she's very, she's very similar to Glenn Hanser. Like, that's why I love them both is that she doesn't necessarily care about hitting the right note every time. She does have a great voice, but like, it's more about the passion behind her voice. And it's, it's more about the sincerity and in, in the words that she's saying. Um, so yeah, you know, you'll hear more about her in the 2010s draft probably, but I, I had to pick the story cause it's one of, it's one of, like I said, I've, I've recently come to her music and it's one that I've immediately fallen in love with is, is the story. This is a good song. I just listened to a little bit of it. It, it very much is just her kind of vibe. Your, your kind of vibe. Um, I'm just going to, yeah, like you said, I'm going to have to listen to more of her since you're going to draft more in the 2010s. Uh, she just has such a, a soft, gentle voice, and it's just really beautiful music. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll be a fan once I actually start listening to more of it. Uh, Michael, are, are you a fan of this one? I I love this song, and this is the perfect example of what the difference between an artist and like an executive is, right? Because mm -hmm. an artist can take this song, the song that could be saccharine, right? And make it, and make you feel every single note. Yep. Right? This is, ex this is a, this is a very cool offbeat version of that because there are so many other like artists that I can think of where it's like, you couldn't pull that off. <laughs> You tried and you couldn't pull that off. She pulled this off. So many people have tried to do this over the years. And you never get it. It's funny. Who drafted no, Don't Speak in the last draft in the 90s? Bad. That was that. This was is exact. Amber, good job. Well, well chosen. <laughs> the BT times are, are, are wasteland nonsense. <laughs> um, this is exactly the point, right? How many people could pull off singing a song about what it's like to break up with your ex while your ex is playing bass in the same mm -hmm. band, right? <laughs> this is exactly it. All you have to do is really love and feel this, and you can feel you can pull this off. But you can't do. My own people can do it, and I love that you picked this as the avatar for that type of feeling. I take that. I take it. Amber, do you like the story? I do. I so so we just came off uh, the Winter Olympics, um, as everybody knows. Um, what everybody probably doesn't know, but can probably guess, is that I just during the Olympics am just a constant puddle of tears. Doesn't matter <laughs> if it's watching the events themselves. More often than not, it's the commercials that get me, and just sobbing in front of the TV. <laughs> And this song, the story, was used in a whole bunch oh, of, yeah. I, think, I think they were car commercials, right? I think. Yeah. But yeah. during the Olympics, during the Summer Olympics back, like a few, I think it was a few a while ago now. But mm -hmm. I just, every time, it would just be like, even if I wasn't the kind of person who cried at Olympic commercials, this, the commercial with, with my story playing would make me cry for sure. Like it just... 
it's so evocative and gorgeous. And it's just like Michael was saying, it's, it's not that she sings it perfectly. That's not the point of the song. It's just all of the, all of the guts and the feelings that are coming out of it. You're just like, okay, I, I get it. I'm in. <laughs> Anything you want to sing, I'll listen to it. So, yeah. Anna, are you a fan? I am. I'm not as familiar with her, so I don't know this song like in my brain right now, but her as an artist, I really enjoy. I just feel like she came out of like the likes of Patty Griffin and like that oh, absolutely. Yep. vein Very of artists. artists. And so obviously I love, you know, the offspring of Patty Griffin because she's my lady. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's, she's a, all right. Just a lovely artist. So Kyle's given us another great Kyle pick. Just some some nice soft sweet sadness. I love it. <laughs> now we're to your fifth pick. What you got for us? Love that you introed that way with sadness because this is another one. Uh, no, I am I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. I <laughs> torn between two. Um, yeah, Kyle, you've got enough sadness. Get hype. I know that's what I'm trying Good to hype. find in this in this giant list and not going to lie. There's not a whole lot of hype songs in here, y'all. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to go with one that I think is I don't know if hype is the right word, but we've been talking a lot about songs that put you in a mood or like songs that are good for when you're in a certain mood. And this is one of my favorite angry songs. I mentioned that last time with uh, with zombie. And this is also one that I I will just blare if. I'm angry or if I just want to listen to something loud and kind of just tune everything out. Um, and it is just a really great song in general. And it goes so hard. It's got probably in like my top three favorite music videos of all time. Cause it's just so fucking weird. Um, I got to go with Knights of Sidonia by Muse. Uh, I just love this song. Um, it's funny last week, you know, uh, I forgot what the, the pick was someone picked a song and, Oh, I, I picked The Distance, and Damon and I mentioned that that was on Damon's board for the Guardians 3 soundtrack. This one is also on my board for that that draft as well. Um, I think this would fit really well in that movie, um, but that's beside the point. The song itself is just, again, it just goes so hard. Um, as a drummer, it speaks to me because it's such a fun song to play, but it is just one that I... I'll put it on to, like, tune just to kind of tune out for like five minutes or if I want to like go for a walk, I'll put it on or if I want to like anything, it's just kind of one of those songs that is all encompassing and it just has that kind of like vibe that it will, it will put you in a different place no matter where you are before you listen to it. So I had to go with some muse representation. Oh, thank you so much, Kyle. Love me some muse. Michael, are you a fan? I was I was trying to put this on. I've never heard this song. I've never heard of this band. What? But again, but again, because Kyle recommends it, I'm our producer Anna just threw <laughs> all of the shade at me. All of the shade, all of the tea leaves, all all of the sage, all of the essence of mercury. I've I was I was trying to put this on. I was hoping you wouldn't ask for me. I'm first, sorry. So I'm I can sorry. listen to the do song. You, do you want me to come I back can, to you? I no, no, because I know I'm gonna I, I know I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it if it's that important 
to my small child son Kyle. Fuck you. I can't. I no for no like I mean like like I I I joke with you, but like again, this is the kind of thing just like with these Sondheim songs where it's like, okay, cool. Like I know how Kyle has great taste. If he's picking this in a draft where you've got still DRE and in the club and all these other like popular so I mean Hollaback Girl hasn't been picked yet. Clocks by Coldplay hasn't been picked yet, right? Like nobody's picked the, the flaming lips yet. Nobody's picked MGMT over. yet, right? Like if you're picking this now, this has got to be fucking dope. So I'm gonna get to it. You're right. not wrong there. Um Amber, how do you feel about Knights of Sidonia? I love this song. Not my favorite, favorite Muse song. I like the my favorite favorite is the slightly more um, mainstream, I guess, Madness, which is my number one pick from them. Yeah. But this is, yeah, this is a really great, this is a really great one too. And it's, it's like you were saying, Kyle, like I can imagine if you were, if you're a, a musicians and drummers in particular, I can see how this one would really, you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is my jam. <laughs> Anna, are, are, are you a fan of the Knights of Sidonia? I'm terrible with like names of things, so I can't like place the song right now, but I love Muse, like a huge backdrop to my 2000s. And I can't even, like, I'm so mad at myself that I didn't even put them on my spreadsheet because they were just so, they were so much in my playlist in the early 2000s. I love them so much. Yes, uh, Muse came to me in the later 2000s, actually. Um, from a, a really little, like hardly, I don't think anyone's ever heard of this movie, uh, Twilight. Uh, have y'all heard of it? Small, small film, <laughs> little, little film, little independent joint. Yeah. <laughs> a super massive black hole. By the way, yeah. the Twilight soundtracks. I was gonna say, are shitty movies, great soundtracks. Great soundtracks. Amazing Surprisingly, soundtrack. like very edgy, like very yeah, yeah, very yeah. dark soundtrack. Yeah, every sure. single one of them. I mean, you got Florence on some. Mm-hmm. You got Paramore. You got uh, Black Keys. Of course, you Civil have Muse. Wars are on there. Yeah. Yes, so good. But like, <laughs> that's where I was introduced to Muse, and then from there, I just found like every time they kept releasing new music, I was like, yes, it. Like they give me like this vibe of like they're almost not like. Of course, they're concert rock, but it's almost atmospheric battle rock it's almost like mm-hmm. this rock needs to be played when we're about to go to battle like everyone yeah that's what i'm saying that's my yeah. guardians scene like i want this <laughs> when they're in the big space battle or something <laughs> it's just it's really motivating really like up-tempo rock yeah while also still being dark yes i, I love it i absolutely love it i can't wait to see what you think uh once you listen to it michael um such a good one it also wouldn't be my pick for muse but also, I really like it a lot. So, yep. great pick. So, that is Kyle's fifth pick. That means we're going to move along to Michael's fifth pick. What you got for us? So, I'd like to remind everybody that Binge Mode contains adult content. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. We're doing this now and, and not we don't do the adult content warning before minute man, but we're <laughs> now, but we're doing it now. <laughs> Are we going? All right, okay, just so that this is this is where we draw the line for adult this content. Is, okay. This is where I'm this is where I I I, I know I have to offer this. So 
I graduated college in 2007. And the United States Coast Guard felt it was the right thing to put me in New Orleans from 2007 to 2010. And so I spent my formative postgraduate years with a recession and everything else that was going on in a wretched hive of scum and villainy. And so it would not be appropriate for me to talk about this time period without mentioning the songs that accompanied Little Black Dress Night, trips to the Mohegan Sun, trips to the Penthouse Club and the Hustler Club. And, you know, it was an interesting thing because there was, there was a lot of, there was a major shift, especially in hip hop from you know the attitude of, of talking about certain things and I, I think it was maybe there's some some positives to it um because I think it, it kind of relaxed a little bit of the misogyny but it was an acknowledgement like hey listen <laughs> we go into the club and there was no greater artist of we go into the club than T Pain mm-hmm. and so for my fifth pick I'm gonna have to draft got money by T Pain and Lil Wayne from 2008. What a vibe! I, I couldn't talk about what it was like to be a human being that was alive with a pulse, and uh, this is probably ableist, but with a pair of legs and with a bank account in 2007, 2008, 2009. That's classes. It's classes. It's ableist. It's Louisianaist. It's everythingist. I apologize in advance, but going out in this time period, you know, you talk about a lot of things. You talk about Sean Paul. You talk about a lot of things that were going over being played in the club. But this this convergence of Lil Wayne as this kind of, you know, this goblinish avatar for like this crazy hip hop, and then T Pain, who I think we've all kind of figured out now, after the Tiny Desk concerts and after his turn on. Um, what's that show where you dress up as a weird furry and then you become <laughs> what is that show called? Supernatural. Uh, the Masked Singer. <laughs> I was like, which which of my TikTok accounts could I should I admit <laughs> to having? Um, yes, the Masked Singer. Um, T T Pain has a phenomenal voice, but in the in the in the moment, we were all listening to him you know, sing with auto-tune. But Got Money is the song that really, I mean, you. it didn't matter where, you were at a wedding, a bar mitzvah, you were at a stripper's convention, you were at the AVN, it didn't matter where you were at, right? This song was coming on. You were having a wonderful time. And you were enjoying the kind of, the auto-tune-ness and the kind of crazy Lil Wayne-ness of that time period. And this is, song isn't going to be for everybody. This song isn't going to win me the draft. But I got to be honest with myself. As I pour another another glass of bourbon, this is a song that truly represents what it was like to be a complete Scumbags, probably the wrong word, but it's the only word that comes to mind 
<laughs> if you were out in the clubs, if you were out in the casinos, if you were at Harris, Damon. I love yeah, this song. This, I mean, this, this is card three, man. This song is it is it, it is a phenomenal hip hop song, and it is indicative of a very specific moment when hip hop made the transition from, you know, I'm doing all these things. So like, listen, I'm here, and I'm at the mercy of the women that are dancing, or are at here, or are out here, or at the club, or at whatever, right? <laughs> and I'm here. And I'm ready for Anna Faulkner to specifically come. In. I mean, I mean, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but you, if if you were alive at this point, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is a great song. I'm so glad you did this. Anna, thoughts on Got Money? Yeah, I mean, look, I have more indifferent hip-hop songs that I would have liked to see dressed at first, yes. But did I get down to this song in a club a time or two? Yes. So it's it, it's indicative of a moment that I was clubbing. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta love that, right? <laughs> Amber, are, are you a fan? Yeah, no, that's it. It's just, this is like, this song is like a sonic snapshot of a very, very specific time and place and mood. And when it is that particular time and you're in that particular place and in that particular mood, it's perfect. It's You're just like, yeah, this is the song that needs to be playing right now. This is good. Amber, I would like to retain you as my official counsel for whatever <laughs> legal action happens again. <laughs> that is a much better... <laughs> <laughs> Amber, come with me, please, because I'm gonna get myself in trouble. But I think you might keep me out of some. I'm, I'm with you. No, no, it's, you're, it's just like it. It wasn't me. It was T Pain. It just, you know. Um, I love this song. Oh yes. Um, it is definitely not the T Pain song I would go with, but it's a very respectable pick. If I were to have gone with a T Pain collab, I think I would have to go Kiss Kiss with Chris Brown, but I don't do Chris Brown anymore. I was going to say, yeah. So you you hit exactly why I didn't go with that one. Very fair. Very fair. And again, I wasn't sure where Lil Wayne was going to end up on this podcast, so I wanted to get little... You you see what I'm saying? You can't tell the story of the 2000s without the Lil Wayne mixtape run, right? And so I wanted to make sure that got represented here. So you're right. Chris Brown, we don't, we don't, we don't brook in those circles. But nope. yes, I, you're, and listen, like you could talk about like buy you a drink. You could talk about like in love with a stripper. You could talk about bar. I mean, I may or may not have like legitimately like just read the lyrics to bartender to someone like in, <laughs> in a social setting, uh, in a social club with sociable people as I sip my soda and hope nobody spit in it. I, I'm just saying I, I love T-Pain. I really do. I think I maybe would have went with Buy You a Drink over all the T-Pain, but you, you really can't go wrong with any of those songs. And that guy gave us another Little Wayne uh, song and a Carter 3, so I'm I'm here for it. Kyle, are you a fan of Get Money? Got Money? You were right with Buy You a Drink. That was the correct choice. Um, but, you know, 
It's all about the mood. So, you know, when you're like Amber said it, Amber, the, the legal defense said it. Uh, <laughs> uh, when you're in the mood, like it's, it's the right song. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm bummed now that we don't have uh, buy you a drink, but it's OK. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You can still draft it, Kyle. You have one more pick. Not wasting my six. Kyle, we could go hang out. <laughs> Kyle, you could stay in D.C. and we could go hang out and we could legitimately try to see if that still works the same way that it used to in 2008. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, all right. All right, y'all. Let's move on. We're to Amber's fifth pick. Keeping the lady train rolling. What's that fifth pick for us? I I I just have to vamp here for a second because I'm looking at my list and I am struggling. I have I'm like everyone's been saying like the list is so long and all the songs are so good and I'm <laughs> I'm trying to be strategic but I'm also just trying to be like you know what just just go with it and go with the uh, <laughs> go with the mood. Um, so this one is uh, this one is a, a very um, yeah, also a very specific mood. Maybe not not quite the same vibe that we've been talking about uh, with the most recent song picks, <laughs> or or maybe it is, and it's just it's sort of the the PG thirteen uh, version of that, and it's just <laughs> I had to do this one as the the lone Canadian uh, representative. Um, for today's pod, I had to get some of my CanCon, my Canadian content in here. <laughs> so I am going with uh, Party for Two, which is a Shania Twain song. She actually <laughs> released a couple of versions of this, this duet. This was on, this was back in the day. This CD release was quite an event. She released both a pop album version of this CD and a country version of this CD. And on the pop version, she duets Party of for two with Mark McGrath. So if that is not a snapshot of a specific time and place and mood (laughs) of Shania and Mr. Mark McGrath singing together, then really, y'all, I don't even know what is. So (laughs) that is my number five pick. Well, I listened to this song. Um, Anna, your thoughts? I'm, I'm just like so happy we just had a Shania Twain <laughs> callback right now. Like that's amazing. Um, this is not the Shania song I would have picked, but <laughs> <laughs> is personal, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> but no, this is. This is a great pick, and if we're talking about iconic women of the 2000s, like, yeah, Shania's got to be on that list. <laughs> she made it into some movies and all kinds of things, <laughs> but oh, Shania yeah, has to is, be on the this list. Is, uh, and, and you can see why, because with lyrics like this, this is how the song starts, okay? The first words of the songs are, whoa, huh, huh, all baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm having me a party. That's how we open, okay? <laughs> I think that's, that's how I, I met Kyle. I think, I'm pretty sure that's exactly yeah, how I met Kyle. That's verbatim the words that's, we said that's, to that's, each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> me and Kyle meeting for the first time in person was just basically that whole song. Now we need a karaoke a video of y'all two duetting this song then. Uh, no, like I, I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a thousand I'm gonna be a thousand percent awesome. 
I have heard Got Money and Party for Two back to back. Yeah. Wow. Your, your Honor, if I may approach the bench in a social setting. Proceed. No, like for like in that in that moment in 2006, 7, 8, 9, mm-hmm. you could hear those two songs sequenced back to back and you knew what it was. So I'm very, very happy that this is right now Mark McGrath. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't know if I would have picked Mark McGrath in, in that moment. <laughs> but this is this is very much of a piece with this may not be the exact right Shania song. This may not be the right T Pain song. But you know what? This was what was this this <laughs> this may have happened. Um, I'm just like the fact that we didn't draft any Shania Twain in the '90s, when like, yeah, that's that's the, that's her the best other, song. That's the other problem. Look, I thought about drafting such Shania. It just didn't happen. But this is the we... revenge for back that ass up and no Shania in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is what you get. You get Mark McGrath and Shania yes. instead. That this is such a this is maybe the most two thousand song. No, 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 two thousands thing. That could be drafted. It, it, that just tells you exactly what the 2000s were. That was just, yeah. Why not? That's essentially what everyone's like. Yeah, let's let's do this. This is a great idea. I I completely forgot that this was a song. Um, yeah. Um, Kyle, your thoughts on Party for Two? You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're right about her being. It's, <laughs> essential 2000s um you know she's like like mayonnaise to a tuna fish sandwich she is so essential to the 2000s uh shania is shania i mean what can i say it's it's shania (laughs) gotta have shania (laughs) did you just compare her to mayonnaise and a tuna fish sandwich (laughs) shania twain everybody go watch i heart huckabees just go watch the movie Michael, any any other thoughts on, on Party for Two? This is perfect. I've heard this sequencing in a social allegedly in a social setting. I'm stop I, saying social setting. <laughs> I was at a, I was at a bar in in Thibodeau, Louisiana. And both of these happened. And I was there. And apparently Amber was too. <laughs> oh. This is this draft is getting out of hand. Uh, okay, we need to keep going. Anna, we are to your fifth pick. But before we do, let's take another quick break. All right, we are back talking the best 2000s songs. Uh, we've talked about a lot of them, but we are not quite done yet. We're back to Anna for her fifth pick. What you got for us? Guys, this is so hard. Like, I have so <laughs> many songs that I still want to draft. Um, but I think I'm going to go back and represent some of my indie rock and um, draft Nothing Better. By Postal Service from their 2003 Give Up album. Again, I just feel like this was one, just some of the first great 
ubiquitous indie rock that kind of just set the tone for the whole decade and I love it I love this song I love the lyrics are so clever I just love everything about it and I mean and Ben Gibbard is fantastic like he went on to do some other great work which I won't mention in case somebody else wants to draft it but um I have to go with postal service and nothing better all right Amber are you a fan I am. I don't know a ton of Postal Service, um, but this is one of the ones I know. So, which is like a theme for me with a lot of analytics. <laughs> so I'm, I'm feeling very seen. <laughs> Not this much, but this has been fantastic. Yeah, I, I love this pick. The Postal Service is definitely one sad band that I'm, I'm a fan of. Uh, very, very good stuff. It's just I love his voice. It's it's very distinct, yeah. and just the postal service was just like this really short, very small like snapshot in time, and like it still prevails. Like their music's just still so good and really timeless. Um, this is a great pick, great song. Kyle, are, are you a fan of this one? Of course I am. It's the it's postal service. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, this is such a great song. I've I've definitely I've sat down and and ranked. Um, some of his other musical uh, endeavors. Um, I've never really sat down and done like a ranking of Postal Service, which I, I really need to do because I feel like nothing better would it. It would at least be top three. Um, and it is, you're right. Like clever is the right word. It's just so like, I don't know. It's fun to just sit there and like marvel at his song write, writing capabilities. Um, yeah, because he's never like, he's never pretentious about it. Like it, it's very clever, but not in a like, look at me, I know big words kind of way. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's just a genius. I love it. Michael, are you a fan? I remember hearing The District Sleeps Alone Tonight. Good one. The first time and the kind of nonchalantly broken hearted way in which he says I was the one worth leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get you every time. Every single time. <laughs> And this is another one of those like absolutely perfect snapshots. This, I mean, like the like this like, again, like hey everybody, this is Uncle Mike. He's thirty eight years old. His knee fucking doesn't work. <laughs> Go back and just Google the Postal Service and figure out how they were passing these beats along. This is like this is legit how everything in music works now, right? Like, you know, Drake thinks Boy Wanda has a dope beat. Boy Wanda sends it to Drake. And Drake raps over it and then sends it back to but this was the, this was the early version of that, right? You couldn't fathom how different this was than how every recording mm -hmm. um experience was, right? So many bands at that time were trying to recapture the kind of like jazz rock version of we're gonna have a jam session. And they went totally in the opposite direction. And it was so poignant and so heartbreaking. And there's no way to capture how good these two were. I don't think in this song. Um, and so if I'm going to get out of my own like tiny little feelings bag, I think this is Anna Faulkner. This is the right, this is the absolute right one to capture that moment in the 2000s when we were figuring out 
what we kind of all figured out during the pandemic, right? Which is we could connect to each other without like being physically proximate. And that we could all kind of like form this connection that might now exist over a podcast is like my little <laughs> tiny tears, <laughs> you know, fuck up my my uh, my point. But yes, this is beautiful and poignant, and so you. And I'm so happy you picked it. And this is an unfair fucking fifth pick in the draft. This is beautiful. Yes. Very well said, Michael. I love it. And now let's move on to the very last pick of the fifth round. That's myself. And we are revisiting Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Hell yeah. And we're going with Work It. And I definitely went, like, all day today, I essentially was tweaking my board, moving songs back and forth, because, like, wait a second. Well, no, I like this one. But no, what about... And I just couldn't decide. And I didn't know which Missy Elliott song I was going to go with until like maybe an hour before we started recording. And I went with Work It just because it was either that or Get Your Freak On. Like these were the two Missy songs that I just I just really loved when I first heard. They were everywhere. Um, Get Your Freak On is really fun, really weird music video. But it's definitely more of like a, a dance track. Whereas Work It While is definitely a dance track, you hear Missy spit. Like, she's, like, actually laying down some amazing lines. And very much like One Minute Man, she's telling you what she's going to be doing with this man, how she's going to be doing it. It's it's definitely very vulgar, and it's it's just great. Like, it, it's she's just tell, telling you how it is. It's so fun, very creative. It gives us one of the coolest little, work, like, play, play with words kind of thing in a, in a song in forever, you know flip it down and reverse it like oh, and like fine yet like the fact that we didn't even know for a while the fact that she literally like flipped it and reversed it like literally just put it in reverse for us and it's just it's so clever in the beat i mean i i prefer missy with timberland it's just such a fun collab and it works so well with their sounds this is my Missy Elliott song. Uh, I had to get it. So, Missy Elliott, work it. Anna, your thoughts? It's a great song. It, Yeah, everything that you said, and it's just, it's fun. She's just an amazing artist. And, and again, I just love the stats. I just love the, she just laid the groundwork for so many other artists to come after her. And she was just so great at it. Thank you. Not to mention, also, I think this was the first video that we got her amazing little little girl uh, si- uh, dancer with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her What's her <clears throat> name? Um, I cannot I think know. of it, but I, I love her in all the little videos. So, Amber, are you a fan? I am. I'm surprised. I thought this one was gonna go was gonna go sooner. I had this track on my board, and I I purposely had moved it over because i was like oh it's for sure this is going to be one of the one of the early picks so i'm glad to see that it's on the board and i like your your call out about the the timberland um side of it too because i think i think the two of them really sort of unlock something in each other i i think and and i i don't know exactly what it is i think it has something for me i think it has something to do with how 
how smooth the the beats are on top of just how like fierce and raw Missy is in everything that she does and those those two things together combine in a way that's just incredible right right Michael your thoughts there's no way that I can actually admit that you picked the superior Missy song <laughs> yeah you can but, but the fact that there are two Missy Elliott songs in this decade is like this is exactly how you make the case for her being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right like the creativity to like you know play the song forward and backward and everything else you know if you get a big elephant sound Right, like, like there's so much like silly, sardonic creativity in everything that she did, um, and again, like this wasn't even like the last. This wasn't the last salvo from Missy, right? She had more after this, but to think about it, and again, like our our esteemed producer Ali Stoner, I believe is the name of the of the dancer that was in. You know all of these different Missy Elliott videos, you know of that time period. Um, so thank you, Anna H. The H is for Holland. The the <laughs> H for like the handy assist to come through. Um, this is it's cool because you're right. Now we're getting to the personal picks, but you got the benefit of getting like the exact right Missy pick in this one. And it's phenomenal to see her get the type of love that she deserves as an absolute pioneer in hip hop. Facts, facts. Kyle, are you a fan of this one? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you you said it already, but like that that first time when you actually put it together, like, oh, it's reversed. It's yeah. It's like one of those things. Like, holy shit, this is a genius right now. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Missy is. We we already said it with the uh, the other pick, but Missy is Missy, and that's like that's all you you could have you could have picked the song and said, and my reasoning is Missy Elliott, and we would have been like, yep, I agree, you're correct. Um, yeah, it's just so quintessentially Missy Elliott, and I, and I love it. All right, so that wraps up the fifth round, and now we're in the end game, guys. Last round, sixth round, my last pick, and. Let's see. I there's so many songs. I feel like I need hmm. Okay, I need another earworm song that was everywhere. You really couldn't escape it. The music video was really fun and silly. It was hard not to like this uh this artist i mean she was she came out of nowhere you know she was the american idol after all oh my god since you've been gone oh my god yes hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah come on hell yeah bop like i i think if you look at the dictionary this song is by the word bop it's just it's so good like it starts kind of low and slow and then it revs up and you just by the end of it, you're screaming along with Kelly. You're like, yeah, I feel you. I'm there right there with you. 
ultimate karaoke song, all up in your feels. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the one where you're in your car and someone looks at you and you're just like, you're just all up in it and you don't even care. Um, yep, I, I had to go with this one. I think this was is a very 2000s pick. Kelly Clarkson, really great run. I think very underrated artist. And yeah, this was just, this was such a great hit. So I had to go with this one. Anna, thoughts? I'm so happy you picked this song. Like, this needed to be on a board. And it's on my spreadsheet. And you have no room to actually pick it. But this is an amazing song. It is the funnest to sing to in your car. It was... I I love that you brought up the American Idol piece. Because it was such a big way that we experienced, like new artists in the 2000s like i'm like like i was talking about like you had the internet and you had all these other things but you also had all these tv things that were coming out like american idol and that was just another way that we were experiencing like new and different kinds of music and yes this is still just pop but you know we got like new and different artists just coming out of the woodwork and like she was one of the best and i i love this song it is a bop yes Yes, yes. Amber. Oh, fan? you better you better believe this was on my board 100%. So I am so, so glad that it got picked. The thing that I love, too, about, about Kelly Clarkson, and it's funny because you would think somebody getting their start on American Idol, like a, a comp- televised competition, might not be the most authentic Um, entertainer but I feel like this song so captures Kelly so well and I feel like like even though her her music has changed and her you can hear her influences change and her her voice range is is changing and getting better I think in my opinion Mm -hmm. but she still always sounds like Kelly Clarkson and so she always sounds like this like this is just quintessential Kelly and I, I love it Kyle, thoughts? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Damon, I say this with like all the love in my heart. I love you so much. This is the the chaotic good version of ending your board with All Star by Smash Mouth. Like this <laughs> yes. is the right I, call. I, I don't <laughs> even though I'm going to lose that draft, I don't even care. <laughs> Uh, no, this is amazing. This is also cool timing. Like, I know no one keeps up with it anymore, but tonight was the premiere for the new season of American Idol, and it's 20 years since it began. Wow. Oh, look at that. So, like, really cool timing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel it. My mom and I were just talking about the show earlier tonight. Like, we we watched that show as a family, like, religiously. Obviously not the first season, but, you know, I mean, Kelly Clarkson was just, like, a thing. And we always would watch the season and have our favorites. And, like, yeah, she she has always been, like, Amber said it perfectly. Like, she she's maybe changed a bit with music style and has, you know, some different stuff going on now. But, like, she is still quintessentially, like, Kelly Clarkson. And it, that has not changed one bit. Um, and it's one of those things, too, where, like, I... I mean, I, I can admit to being a little cynical about like the music machine nowadays and, and like how, how it looks, you know, and, and especially if you look at something like her path going from winning this competition show to like today she has her own talk show and, and like does Kellyoke on it. And like from the outside, I would think like, man, I would just roll my eyes looking at that. But because it's someone like Kelly Clarkson, who is so sincere and genuine, I love it. I love her show. She's just she's still Kelly Clarkson. Like she's just such a genuine person. Um 
Wayfair commercials too. Yeah, I have no clue what that means, but it's a thank you for, to our producer. Uh, <laughs> uh, she she's just the same person she was when she won that show, and she was so damn young too. I mean, she was what like seventeen when she won American Idol. I want to say seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, right around there. Young, yeah. Yeah, which is incredible. It's it's so impressive, and yeah, this this song just remains that eternal bop. Like, I mean, she she also released it pretty. Was it like the single she released after she won? No, it was not. But I was, I want to say it was like within like the first two, two, three years. Okay. Because the first song she released was, it was a very, very cheesy. Uh, does anyone else remember? Yeah, it was the, it's, uh, yeah, I can't think of what it's called. It's in my head. And oh, it's like a moment like this. Oh, right. Like, it's that's what she's saying. Yeah. Like, she's saying I can't what believe she won. I won American Idol song. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this one, this yeah, this one is from. I think this one was from her first big album, right? Like her first yeah. individual. Even though I think she had to release that other song first as part of like, uh, like a condition of her winning. American sure. Idol was like here. <laughs> yeah, they they <laughs> do they they make them release that single that they would sing at the finale. Yeah. which is so yeah. such a bummer because they're never good songs. But, exactly. Um. Yeah, this is the one that people remember her for, and it's also at the forefront of one of the best uh music montages of a movie ever, Pitch Perfect. Like I love the since you've been gone scene mm-hmm. in that movie. <laughs> so actually, her first album, Thankful, that was the one with the moment in like this a moment like this also yeah. had miss independent which was was which was fun oh yeah it was a good song but that was in 2003 then breakaway in 2004 that yeah, that's yeah. when you had since you've been that's gone behind these days lies because of you another Ooh, yeah really good song another good one yeah. breakaway she had some great hits on those first two albums so yeah. but that's my favorite uh michael are you are you a fan this is the thing where, like, you, like, regardless of, like, genre affiliation or anything else, it was like, okay, here's the person that won the professional musical, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, shit. All of these songs, are, Breakaway is a good song. Don't, <laughs> I, I will fist fight anybody in the street, no shirt on, off a bottle of Henny, if you talk about how Breakaway is not a good song. And this is it, right? This one, since you've been gone, is the type of song like anybody could have made. Anybody could have put those words together. And the fact that she made it into that is exactly the difference between like an executive and an artist. And I love it. I love you picking it. I do love you on the turn. Like all the rest of us have like kind of gotten some like individual, you know, like, you know, this may not be for everybody. You got Fallout Boy, Sugar We're Going Down, Miss Jackson, Mr. Brightside, Amelie, work it. And since you've been gone, great job, Damon. You really went on a fucking limb here. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was swinging for this one. I mean, these are all songs of my childhood. Like, this is just all of these songs really are just part of my life, like in really intrinsic ways. So I had to do, had to do it right. So thank you. Thank you very much. Any other thoughts on this one, guys? I just can't wait for the playlist because it's such a, like, (laughs) this is going to be such a wild playlist. (laughs) It's a lot of hype. 
This is the hype. You, you need to make the, the, the 2010s needs to be like five people wide too, because you're getting enough <laughs> enough different songs that you're getting the full gamut of what it was like to have listened to music in this. You could have legitimately listened to T Pain and Bright Eyes in the same week. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. All right, Anna, bring us up, bring us to your end of your board. Last pick, what you got? It's so hard. Like, I have 25 more indie songs that I want to pick, but I've already picked, like, three of those, so I want to diversify, but I'm like, but these artists. Um, and then there's pop songs I want to pick, and then there's rock songs I want to pick. Uh, it's so hard. It's so hard, but I think I'm going to go with just... I think it's an iconic band. It's I'm going to stick with the rock genre. I'm going to go with the White Stripes, Seven Nation Army after their three. Because I don't think we can get through the 2000s without mentioning the White Stripes and this yeah. still being like an okay podcast to listen to. So I'm just going to do it. I'm going to put it on the board. And it's oh a, just God. an iconic song. It's been on like numerous soundtracks, I think, but it's just. It's just like one of those, like, I'm feeling kind of, I don't even know if it's angry, but it's just like, I have energy that needs to be expelled. Like, this is the song. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. Yes. I was so a happy sixth round it. pick. That is wild. That is, like, that this, is how good this, this decade, that's, that's what this decade means, is that Seven Nation Army is a sixth round pick. Yeah. Good God. So deep. Amber. Are you a fan of the Seven Nation Army, or do you prefer the Six Nation Army? <laughs> Uh-oh, oh. Amber, I don't think we can hear you. Amber, we can't hear you. You've lost your audio. There we go. Oh, there we can hear you now. There we go. <laughs> I, uh, see, this is what happens when I don't pack my headphones. After you old school. Um, no, but I was saying I, I love this song. This is, my, this is one of my classic go-to, like, if I need to get if I need to pump myself up to do something, like if I have to go to the dentist, I hate the dentist. So I'm going to put my headphones in and like just blast the song over and over again on my walk to the dentist. I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> it's just, I, yeah. I love that. Michael, you a fan? The Grambling Marching Band plays this during football games. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. It's a fucking amazing song. This is Anna. You shouldn't be able to get this in the sixth round <laughs> Again, of yeah, any draft round. of fucking anything. This is a this is such a dope song. This was like I think third on my on my list after like like Toxic and Hollaback Girl of like you know the type of songs you'd want to get for like what rock was like, what pop was like in this genre. I mean, you've got like a bassist and a drummer. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all you all have you with the white stripes. Yep. That's all you need to make something that like legitimately could have been heffalumps and woozles, or it could have been like or it, or it could have been back the ass up as the Grambling Marching Band plays during the Bayou Classic. Okay. So bring it all the way out. This is a phenomenal. If I'm looking at your board, Florence and the Machine, Bright Eyes, Patty Griffin, Talib Kweli, the Postal Service, and the White Stripes, I'm, again, like, I 
dare anybody to vote in this draft. Yeah, good luck voting. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck. I don't. That's why I don't. <laughs> Kyle, are you a fan? Yeah, it's the ultimate fight song. Like, it is. It is the ultimate let's get fucked up and go fuck someone else up song. Uh, I Yeah, I, I hear this song and I'm like, I could I could push a mountain down. This is, this uh, is the white stand up and get crunk. This is exactly absolutely. what this is. <laughs> Unashamedly, it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I fucking love it. another another one that even if like even if it wasn't an absolute banger, like being a drummer, it also just gets me so fucking hyped. It's just like you just oh, I just I wanted to sit down and play this song right now. It's it's so good. So good. So I, I love the white stripes. Jack and Meg. I love Jack White as a musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the Dead Weather where he plays the drums. You got the Raconteurs. You got the just his solo stuff. His solo, yeah. His yep. solo stuff's so good. I, I love him. Yeah. He we, we may be talking about him more in the two, when he went to his draft. Mm-hmm. Like this song is is maybe become one of the most recognizable songs of all time. Basically. And I don't say that lightly. Yeah. It is it's a fight song now. It is a a marching song. It is a song that people literally chant at soccer games, at football mm-hmm. games. Like that's hard to do to break into that and then still be like a culturally relevant song just on its musical sense. I mean, it's just, it's got that, that guitar. Well, the, the beat, dun, dun, dun. it's so good and, and, and simple, but like we said before in, in older, other decades drafts, sometimes all you need to do is simple and do it perfectly. Yeah. That's that's what they did for this. It's just mm-hmm. executed perfectly and I love it. Can't I really can't believe it is that late. I, I honestly think I just kind of like overlooked it just because it's like I said, it's just it's there, you know, it's it's it'll always be there now. And I just kind of almost I overlooked it and I, I kind of regret doing that. Great, great pick. Whew. This is a draft. Oh man, this is a draft. <laughs> All right, now that finishes up Anna Anna's board, her very first board. I love it, really good. And now we're back to Amber for your last pick. Oh my goodness, the last pick already! I can't believe it. Um, okay, so I am I am pumped for this song. I didn't think that this one would still be available, so I'm super excited um, to put this on my board now. Since this is a safe space. I have to confess to everybody that I actually, the first time that I actually heard this song um, was because it is uh, plays over the end credits of a particular movie. Uh, the movie that it plays over on the end credits are is uh, Romeo Must Die. Little action flick, maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> She's also in the movie. Oh, oh my so god. I'm taking yes. Try Again by Aaliyah. Oh. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> oh, yes. I love everything about her. I love everything about that movie. I love everything about this song. So I'm very, very happy that I get to close my board with this one. Wow. This is, this is this needed. I'm so happy this happened. Michael, tell us your thoughts on Try Again. You are a demon sorceress from another. <laughs> I, if I had legitimately sat down and tried to put together a better board of what it was like to have lived through this decade, rehab umbrella by your side, hung up, party for two, try again. 
This is a fucking murderous row. <laughs> and in the moment, right, this is like this is a super cool Aaliyah song to have gone for. I don't I don't know that I would have picked it. I but I remember how excited I was for Romeo Must Die. Yeah. <laughs> and to have been alive That's for that ex- for that movie and be like, oh, they got DMX and Isaiah Washington and Jet Li and Aaliyah mm-hmm. and all of that, right? And whether or not it lived up to the hype, it couldn't have lived up to the hype. But like how fun it was to have had your babysitting money and have spent it on a date to go see Romeo Must Die. <laughs> That is a whole vibe of what it was like to have been alive in this time. And I'm so, I think it's so dope that you picked this one. And you're you're right. This was this was such a fun Aaliyah song to round your board out with. Thank you. Kyle, are you a fan? Of course. I <laughs> yeah. I just want to go watch Romeo Must Die. Like that that's what this makes me oh, want to do. <laughs> It's never the wrong time to watch that movie. And it's never the wrong time to listen to Aaliyah. Uh, this is such a good way to round out like an amazing board. Uh, yeah, this is this is incredible. I love it. This movie, this song, I mean, I was I grew up just loving martial arts movies. And so like that whole span of like the early 2000s where you had Romeo must die cradle to the grave. Mm-hmm. DMX was popping up in all these action movies. The movie he had with Steven Seagal, where they broke into Alcatraz. The best Steven Seagal movie ever. Um, <laughs> it It's just so much fun action and, and fighting. Jet Li is... I, I love that guy. The One is, is an amazing movie, by the way. Go watch it. But this song, Aaliyah was just so magnetic in everything she did. Her music was great. Her acting... I, I was so ready for her acting career. I mean, this, I'm a huge fan of Queen of the Damned, even though it was not a very good movie. Her as the queen was just so. Yeah, she wasn't the problem enticing. with that movie. She yeah, was not the problem. She was the best part of that movie. For days, yeah. Like when she was like swirling around, like ent- entrancing people, it was like just, yes, she could, she needs to be in all the movies. And then and just it's just so sad everything that happened. But this song, it was it was a bop. It was really fun. Um, it has that Timberland vibe. I don't know. I don't think it's produced by Timberland. I'm not sure. Um, but it has that kind of sound to it, and I, I love that sound. So, Amber, your thoughts? I mean, I can, I can talk about it some more if you want me to. <laughs> it was Amber's bitch. She picked it. And we can talk about it. You want, I can, I can dance. I can talk about it some more. Anna, uh, any other thoughts on it for you? I sadly don't know this song, but I'm going to add it to my list because it sounds like a delight. So I'm excited to. And like it. me, it'll be in your DMs very shortly. So yes, I think you'll know this song. Go to bed. Yeah, oh, like I'm okay. done with you. We we have one more pick for 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 Michael. Really nice board. What's going to finish it off? This is this is wonderful. Um, I I there's part of me that wants to just cede the floor to, to Amber and let her talk about Aaliyah for another twenty minutes. Um, but 
you know, as we talked about with this, um, there are some very personal picks that everybody's done yet. And I saved mine for last. And I'm picking Clock with No Hands by The Roots. From the 2006 album Game Theory, which came out at the height of the Bush era and was kind of their like initial protest album. Um, and nobody's heard this song, but like me and like five other people. And so... Because it's important, I'm going to just go ahead and I'm going to respectfully request the floor for a second. (laughs) Sitting in a staircase, holding back tears, looking over mad years with the photographs. Pictures of some places I ain't never going back. Some people I used to love, why I ain't show them that. The skies was overcast when I was sober last. My head is spinning, couldn't tell you if it's slow or fast. Starting to get too real, I'm about to go and grab. To y'all, it's a shame, but life is what we know it as. Waiting, navigating the plot without plans, and the cards hard to read as a clock with no hands. How your man's gonna get up and stop with no yams? All it takes is one break to stop the program. Whether sinning or not, my back bending like I'm sending us a lot. I feel some brothers is beginning to plot. Might have been a close friend I forgot who started up and then remember to stop. I bet these niggas gonna remember the shop. They gonna think that I'm crazy just cause I wanna be alone. You can't depend on friends to help you in a squeeze. We all deal with shit on our own. Sometimes the beef can grow, get out of hand. Man, you know it gets full blown. I never said that you mean the world to me. Maybe it's best that you never know. Listen, I'm somebody that's succeeded in the military, that's succeeded in the corporate world, that's failed as a husband, that's failed as a father. And there's nothing that encompasses like all of these different moments to me that encompasses what it's like to be a member of the military as you realize that the war that we're fighting probably isn't the one that we should be doing than this song. I've come back to these lyrics every year since 2006. There's no point at which I don't stop and think about my life in these terms. And it's a real easy thing to get melancholy about, to laugh about, you know, to, to kind of get overwrought about. But um, if I'm going to think about what it was like to have been me during this time, to have joined the military during a time of intense nationalism, to be proud of my ability to jump out of helicopters with a gas mask and a shotgun, and to wonder what the fuck I did it all for. This is the song. Right here. This is it. Damn. I have nothing to add to that. This is 
it's a beautiful song amazing lyrics kyle your thoughts yeah like you said nothing to say uh you said it all michael that's a perfect way to round out your board well done we all deal with shit on our own is is one of the truest realest lyrics there ever (laughs) ever will be right there um amber Mm -hmm. your thoughts no that was i i just gonna go with the trend and think that's it we don't have to say anything else that was that was it anna agree agree love the roots love that pick the roots are the roots need to get way more shine than they than they ever do they they make some amazing music correct that is an amazing board michael and that means we have one more board one more pick and then we're done this super size draft kyle (laughs) what you got for us all right uh god i was making fun of anna earlier but it is really difficult finding the last song i'm just like scrolling through all of my picks um geez uh okay i'm gonna do this one because uh i just saw a movie that these guys were involved with so i i already love this band a lot but like they've been on my mind a lot um and this is a song that's just really important to me um i'm gonna go with the national uh about today um i mean you saw sierra i did yes we'll we'll talk offline we'll talk about it yeah i have a lot to say about that movie (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i have loved the national for a long time um this was the first song that i ever heard by them um I feel like with Amber telling her Romeo must die story makes me feel a little better about how I heard this song, but I heard it at the end of the movie uh, Warrior. Um, uh, You know, watched that movie. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but saw it a little bit after the fact. Um, And having my own, you know, not to the level of that movie. If you if you see if you haven't seen Warrior, it's basically about two brothers who are estranged, who are both um, MMA fighters. basically trying to figure out their strange relationship with their dad as well and and fighting in the same tournament and it's warrior is one of the best movies of the 2000s yeah absolutely it's like like ch- ch- like like you don't have to describe it just chill out and go watch warrior and listen to this fucking song no for sure yeah. <laughs> go watch go watch the movie it's not an mma movie it's 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 it's, it's like it's an mma movie like rocky is a boxing movie like you know it's it's so much more um anyway it is one movie that i I had wanted to watch for a long time. I just never got around to it. And then finally sat down to watch it. And it was kind of in that perfect storm of like living in my own couple years of estrangement from my brother. Um, you know, like kind of that perfect timing to watch the movie. Great movie. And then, you know, if you've seen it, the song hits at the end of it. And that this, you know, this climactic scene between the two brothers. Um, and it knocked me on my fucking ass. Like it, it is a song that, the national the national is they excel in this too right like they they write these really intimate songs about these interpersonal relationships um you know this song isn't necessarily explicitly about a relationship between brothers i mean you know you don't know where they they came from when they when they wrote this but i just think sitting there watching that movie in that moment and hearing this song it was the first time i wanted to pick up the phone and call my brother in like i don't know how long um and you know it's 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 just such a like it's another one that builds really well too. I mean, it's one that it's basically guitar driven for, you know, the first, uh, or like for the first half of the song. And then you really get 
kind of that the climax of that song and then it comes through and it and it, it has this amazing crescendo but um yeah it's just I, I love the national i love everything that they do um and they're another another group like this trend with my board that just like they pour everything into the, these songs i mean it, it is all about the soul and the, and the heart behind the songs so gotta round out the the board with about today i, I love this song it's a very heartfelt song this might be the most Kyle board yet, Kyle, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I love it. It, it. It's just, it's very emotional, and I it, those are such good songs. I mean, just really, like, beautifully written, and, and a lot of them just really soft, and especially that one. That one's just, I love that at the end of The Warrior. Michael, your thoughts on this one? I saw Warrior in 2010 on deployment like like the week after it came out came out in 2011 11 was it 11 yep. okay mm -hmm. i remember like legit feeling like I, I i've i've been ahead on some things and behind on some things but i was like ada winston heartbreak is like the the best of kanye we're gonna get i remember being like miami vice is a phenomenal Michael Mann movie and he just used digital, <laughs> digital filmography. And I remember Warrior being like, this is the most heartbreaking thing you can watch. It's like two brothers who love their father from different angles. This is it, man. Like this is this is how you round out a board that starts with Empire State of Mind and goes deep into the deepest recesses of like theater nerd oh. craziness that I say with all like all the respect and all the love this is how you round it out and it makes me so like this is I I dare anybody to vote on this fucking podcast <laughs> they will wild. they will yeah they will and they'll have feelings and they'll still <laughs> I, say I know, you know, forgot this all, song and they'll all pick Amber but like yes, I know. But like Amber's Amber's board is unfucking peachable. But like yes. But this is what makes it competitive. Is this song, and especially in that context, is it's the exact right type of heartbreaking that like landlocked blues and by your side and clock with no hands gets to. And I'm I'm so proud of my my small zygote son. Oh, Anna, are you a fan of this one? I love the national like more than words. This is not the song that I was going to pick for the national, but I do love this song. I love all their songs, but yeah, it's fantastic. Amber, what about yeah. you? No, this is a fantastic pick, and I love sort of the the themes that are that are coming across, Kyle, in your board. We've got, you know, the really really intimate, really expertly crafted, you know, twins <laughs> theme running through here. So you've just you've just got it going on on multiple levels here. So I I love this for you. All right, y'all, that is a wrap. That's the draft. We did it. We did it. 30 songs of the 2000s, and we still left out. We still so left out so many. Can we talk about what we left off the board? 
Yeah, that is that's all all that's always the best part. Like yeah. starting with Kyle, go off what you ramp, what you left off the board. All right, Please. I'll be quick because I've got uh, I don't have a spreadsheet, Anna, but I've got so many. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, Old Children by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I've got the kind of the same. They're kind of the same song, but the might the mighty Rio Grande by This Will Destroy You slash Your Hand in Mine by Explosions in the Sky. Um, Mad yes. World, Mad World, Gary Jules, Michael yes. Andrews, Johnny Darko. Yes. Uh, yes. The Weary Kind, Ryan Bingham. Uh, you Are the Best yeah. Thing, Ray LaMontagne. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Uh, the Funeral, Band of Horses. Uh, yeah. You yep. mentioned Postal Service, I'll Follow You Into the Dark, Death Cap for Cutie. Yeah. Um, yes. Basically all of Bright Eyes, basically all of Damien Rice. Um, yeah. Nine Crimes, baby. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Rosalind, yes. Bonnie Bear, St. Vincent. Um, Come Pick Me Up, Ryan Adams, I Miss You, Blink-182, uh, The Only Exception, Paramore. Welcome to the Black Parade. I thought you were going that way, Damon. I really did. Uh, let's see. Day After Tomorrow, Tom Waits. No Children, The Mountain Goats. Skinny Love, Bonnie Bear. Uh, Chop Suey. Yes. And oh, oh are you gonna... fuck. Yeah, Chop Suey, right? Wake up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should have woken up. Uh, and Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. Fucking love that song. Yes. Uh, that was on my list. I'll run real quick. Jimmy Eat World, The Middle. Ooh. Oh, Drop it one. like it's hot. Mm. Snoop and Pharrell. Oh. Flying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. Panic at the disco. Yeah, good one. Uh, get your freak on hot in her. Nelly, like yep. such yeah. a bop. Clint Eastwood, Gorillas. Yeah. One more time. Daft Punk. Yeah, that's a good one. Crazy in Love, Beyonce. The Beehive is yes. going to kill yes. us for eating. Yes. <laughs> I know. I can't believe we didn't have any Beyonce. Family Affair. No hateration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The solera- or Mary, Mary J. And Lady Gaga. Poker face. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Amber, what you got on yours? Oh, man. I've got Nora Jones. Don't know why. Come away. Oh, my me. God. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I know. Yes. Uh, the yeah, yeah, yes. Maps. The Donnas. Mm-hmm. Take it yes. off. Janet yes. freaking Jackson. Oh, my okay. God. Shakira, wherever, whenever. Hips don't lie. Carrie Underwood, yeah. before he cheats. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. No Swift. Yeah, Taylor. Ta- Taylor Swift's best album is in the next decade. So It's correct. Yes. Yeah, correct. That is correct. And then a lot of a lot of stuff that uh, oh uh, the chicks not ready to make nice landslide oh my god oh uh, my god uh, <laughs> yep oh. I know so I know many. and then of course all the a lot of stuff that folks have already mentioned with uh, Gaga and Beyonce and our girl Gwen Stefani Hollaback girl and all kinds of stuff so many all right Michael hit us with yours still DRE Snoop I mean, like you couldn't, you couldn't go to a football game without hearing that. So good in the club. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Fifty Cent. Like we just left you off. Beautiful by Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. Yep. Um, all of Kings of Leon's run is in here before their lead singer lost his fucking mind. Yep. Yeah. Use somebody. Yes. Sex mm-hmm. is on fire. Uh, I mean, revol- revolution. I have. 47 Amy Winehouse songs. But but I mean, we already hit those. Um What You Know TI International Players mm-hmm. Anthem UGK featuring uh Outcast. That's Clips, such a good song. Grinding. Um and then Running the Far Side, D'Angelo Untitled. 
How does it feel? I mean, all that. And then the hardest decision that I had to make in the entire podcast was leaving all of my Erica Badu love off. I felt like the roots got to that whole era of like the Soul Quarians, like the yeah. whole, you know, mm-hmm. Erica Badu, D'Angelo, that whole, you know, James mm-hmm. Posey, you, you know, Jay Dilla, um, Danger, yeah. I Want You, Didn't You Know, Kiss Me on My Neck, and then the remix to Tyrone, <laughs> um, which technically would have hit in this decade. Yep. But, um, Colin, yeah, so all of that, yes. Oh, all right, Anna. I believe we have an okay. interjection from our other Anna real quick, from our producer. Oh, please. Oh, I just wanted to talk about some of the songs that I was disappointed was left off, but we can leave me to the end. So. Okay. Let's right, run Anna through F. Anna F real quick. For F is her first. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm just gonna have to go through artists that we missed because there's just too much yeah. going on here. Mm-hmm. But yes, like Bonnie Bear's already been said, Arcade oh Fire, God. Stars, Sufjan Stevens, Elliot Smith, Sufjan oh Bird, Bell and Sebastian, Vampire Weekend, Phoenix, oh. The Shin. Oh my God, no Vampire Weekend. Feist, Feist, Regina Spector, Common, Mostaf, Lupe, Cuddy, Nas, The Roots. Um, we have an Amelie soundtrack, a Pride and Prejudice soundtrack, Sugar oh Rose, Herbie Hancock, Fleet Foxes, Wilco, the Avett Brothers, Radiohead, Modest Mouse. We Mal, did a whole other podcast. Let's start, let's start over. Yeah, start a whole other podcast. Right now. Again. <laughs> There's the no Sugar Rose on this. There's no Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> no Sugar Rose and no Lupe Fiasco. I'm gonna I'm gonna riot my own fucking podcast. <laughs> Oh my no, god. No JT, Justin Timberlake, sexy back. Come on, kids. Evanescence, Avril Lavigne. I'm just to name a few. The XX, Spinfold. Oh the Coldplay, god. fucking Coldplay. John yep. Legend. Mm-hmm. John fucking Legend. Ugh. Man. Another, it's another just... again, the best cheater husband soundtrack ever. Fucking, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> There's just there's there's thousands and thousands so of songs, but we were only able to draft thirty. I think we did a damn good job. I'm now, very Anna, proud of us. Yeah. H the H is for Holland. Tell us which ones you're mad we didn't draft. The H is for how did you miss all of these songs? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, right. Anna, for bringing up "Sexy Back" because that was really egregious. <laughs> Cupid's Chokehold by Gym Class Heroes. Yes. Uh, yes. Crush, Crush, Crush by Paramore. Mm-hmm. I Write Sins, Not Tragedies by Panic. Yep. Holly, Would You Turn Me On, All Time Low. Make Damn Sure, Taking Back Sunday. Worst Enemy, Lit. Skater Boy. I'm not even going to say no, the artist. Yeah, Avril Lavigne. I think you forget Avril Lavigne. Fuck. Naughty Girl. <laughs> no, no. Don't you, ah. don't you start with me. I we will take this off pod, Michael. <laughs> Did you start with me? I Checking. I left Sean Paul off of my list on purpose, and it hurt my my tiny blackened heart. Um, and then if you're gonna go soundtrack, Howard Shore, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> That's it. That's you're so right. Uh. That I don't I don't think there's any else thing that we need to add to that, guys. I think we covered at least 
ten percent of the two thousands. So this is, this is for sure a two part podcast. <laughs> it's already eight hours. Long. Tune in next time for part three, where we cover Bone of Air and fucking Lord of the Rings and fucking Sean Paul. <laughs> Lord of the Rings should have been in the first episode. Lord of the Rings and Sean Paul. Yes, like what are we doing? The crossover oh, we didn't know we wanted, but we definitely need. Correct. All right, we we've all lost our marbles here. Um, yes. Thank y'all so much for listening. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Anna F, Amber, Michael, y'all have been so fun. Amazing draft boards. Can't wait to have y'all on for some more episodes. I know we have y'all booked. Most of y'all booked for another one or two. We'll put them in the works. Everyone at home, if you're still listening, y'all are the best. This was a blast recording. I don't even know what like my mind is just not even alive anymore. I don't know what day it is anymore. It's fine. Yeah. We're we're all uh, fine. We're all fine. <laughs> I, fine. I just can't wait for the next episode. Y'all keep tuning in. Kyle, what do we got for the people? Yes, thank you so much for hanging in and listening. Uh, next week we've got the Effie's Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right, we're kicking it off with Phase One. Our good buddy Micah is going to be with us for that. Um, yeah, we've got some fun stuff coming up. We got a, we just talked about a ginormous music draft, but we got an even bigger one coming up after that. Uh, three episodes. We're going to be talking about our dream music festival lineup draft. It's going to be chaotic. I already, I can tell. Um, yeah. And we are just inching along towards that 100. So just start doing your homework now, kids. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be a bloodbath. Um, yeah. Thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. This is what we do.